message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. With all our hearts, we will praise you. Because you are worthy to be praised. You are our redeemer, our protector, our defender, our promoter, the lifter up of our heads, we worship you. Thank you because you are our victory, you are our strength, you are our joy, you are our all in all. May your name forever be glorified. Today, again in the lives of your children, prove yourself to be the Almighty. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, wave to one or two people and say, Good day, God bless you mightily. And there you may please be seated. We'll continue with our series on going higher. And we are now in part 70. And we will still be looking at First King chapter 19 from verse 19 to 21. First Kings 19, 19 to 21. So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelfth. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again. For what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Oh, thank you, Father. Last Sunday, we spoke about the issue of total surrender. That Elisha burnt the boat. He slew the oxen, cooked it, gave it to the people to eat, and then began to follow the man of God. That within a day, the CEO of a very thriving agricultural business became the servant of an itinerant prophet. We could look at this again and again and learn more lessons. We could learn the lesson that uh, the way to the top has to begin with the way to the bottom. But many of you have already learned that in the School of Disciples. You know that in the case of the Lord Jesus Christ, he went seven steps down 
before God lifted him seven steps up. So much so that at the apex of his promotion, the Bible says that every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We've preached several sermons before on total surrender, and a lot of young people, young Christians, have assumed that after they prayed, they truly mean it when they say, I surrender all. But I've told you the story before of a case when we preached this sermon, and one young man came to us and said, thank you very much, sir. Now I've surrendered all to my God. And the Spirit led me to ask him, Sir, congratulations, sir. Uh, could you please make available to us your car? We want to travel somewhere tomorrow, and we need a car. Thank God you have one. And he said, Ah, but I must go to work tomorrow. I need the car to get to work. And I smiled. I said, my son, I'm not going anywhere tomorrow. We don't need your car. We just want you to know you haven't surrendered anything. If you have surrendered all, <laughs> you would have passed that test. I hope those of you who are listening to me will take note of that. Have you surrendered all? Have you really surrendered all? But that's not really the topic for today. The topic for today is this unforgettable meal. That Elisha prepared and gave to the people to eat. A meal is a very, very important thing, particularly when you are celebrating. Whenever there is a celebration, apart from singing and drum, drumming and dancing, Something that must be present at a celebration is food. You can't say you are <laughs> you can't say you are throwing a party without food. No. A meal is very is a very important part of every celebration. And there are many of us who we wish that we remember the meal we took just before we became born again. That was a meal to be remembered. Many of us can remember what was the meal I took, the last meal I took as a bachelor. Many of us can remember some of meals that should have gone down in our history as a memorable meal. 
a meal can be an unforgettable meal. In Genesis chapter 18, from verse 9 to 14, Genesis 18 from verse 9 to 14, it was at a meal that God spoke to Abraham, tell Sarah, your waiting is over. All my promises becomes a decree today. Abby, I've been talking to you, promising you, you are going to be fruitful. Now, I've turned all my prophecies to a decree. You will be fruitful within nine months. It all happened at a meal. A meal can bring an end to barrenness, hopelessness, sorrow, etc., etc. And I've seen it happen. <laughs> I've shared with you when I went to minister in the house of a very important friend of mine, now blessed memory, and the wife said I should wait for dinner. And there were these four sisters who were there at the table with us. There was a young man sitting by my left. My host was sitting on my right. And the wife was, he is a terrific cook, particularly when it comes to chicken. So gave me one fat leg of a chicken, and it was so delicious, I finished it in a hurry. So she looked at me and said, you want more? I said, if you don't mind. So she gave me another one. Ah, I'm sure that will tell you, those of you who believe that I don't eat, that uh, they've been lying to you. I was digging into the second leg of the chicken when all of a sudden I saw one of the guests signal to the man on my left, and the man on my left coughed. And I turned to look at him and said, Daddy, I, I want to talk to you. Before I can turn back to my plate, one of the ladies had grabbed my plate and was running fast into the kitchen, and the other three followed. I didn't know there was a plan. They went there to consume the leftover. By the time I returned to that place a year later, all four had gotten their miracles. The one who was barren had become fruitful. The one who had no husband had married. The one who needed promotion had gotten promotion. The one who wanted a job with an international company got it. A meal can put an end to barrenness, to hopelessness, to sorrow. In Exodus chapter 12, from verse 1 to 42, Exodus 12 from verse 1 to 42, it was a meal that ended the bondage of Israel, bondage of 
430 years. It was a meal that ended walking like an elephant and eating like a rat. Psalm 105 verse 37, Psalm 105 verse 37 says, When they were leaving Egypt, they came loaded with silver and gold. And you know what? There was not a single feeble one among them, a meal. Put an end to poverty, put an end to sickness, put an end to bondage. In 1 Kings chapter 17 from verse 8 to 24, 1 Kings 17 from verse 8 to 24, when Elijah arrived at the place of the widow of Zarephath, it was a meal that turned the tide for the widow. The last meal became the first. The last meal turn at the situation to continuous provision. Last meal invited God in so that death can be chased out of that family. A meal. In Second Kings chapter 6, from verse 24 to 29, 2 Kings chapter 6, from verse 24 to 29. There was a meal that two parents can never forget. Things were hard. There was no food. They became... Two women living together became so hungry that the instinct of self-preservation that I spoke to you about some weeks ago led them to agree to kill one of their children and eat him. And then the second day they were to eat the second. And the instinct of self-propagation stepped in. The second woman went and hid her son. They can't forget that meal. There's no way they could forget. Why? Because it was the meal just before the siege was over. Because by the time you go to 2 Kings chapter 7 from verse 1 to the end, 2 Kings chapter 7 from verse 1 to the end, the siege was over the following day. I'm sure the woman whose son was eating would never forgive herself. Just one meal. Before help came. But when help came, the son that was dead can come back to life. 
In John chapter 13, from verse 2 to 30, John 13 from verse 2 to 30, the Lord and his disciples were at a meal. And it was at that meal that the Lord said, one of you will betray me. And everybody was saying, is it I, is it I? And Peter signified, I mean, made a sign to John. If, if the Lord is not going to tell anybody, he will tell you, ask him. And John said to the Lord, who is he? The Bible said, the Lord told John, I'm going to take a piece of bread, put in the stew, and put in the mouth of the traitor. The Bible said, as soon as Judas Iscariot ate that piece of bread, Satan possessed him. And his fate was sealed. Because the Lord said to him later, what you're about to do, go ahead and do it now. You've taken your last meal. A meal can seal your fate permanently. Could be for good or for bad. How can I ever forget the meal I was eating? As I sat in my little house in Elisha in those days, I've come to visit my mom. And I was eating pandadiam. And then I heard a car stop in the front of the house. And I said, who could that be? Because nobody was supposed to know I was there. And then the door opened, and Pastor Mulero came in. And I said, what's wrong? He said, finish your food. I said, is Papa, is he not? He said, yes. Papa passed away last night. And I knew immediately that all my plans of becoming the youngest vice chancellor in Africa, they were over. He stepped in and I said, uh, why are you here? He said, finish your food. I said, uh, it is Papa, not so. He said, yes. Papa passed on last night. That was, it. That was the beginning of becoming a full-time pastor. I can't forget that food. I didn't finish it. <laughs> the, 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 the muscle that was in my hand came back to the plate. In Luke chapter 24, from verse 13 to 34, Luke 24, from 13 to 34, 
The Bible told us that after Jesus rose from the dead, there were two people going to Amos, and the Lord joined them. And they began to talk about all that had happened, the death, and uh, that the, the Jews have done to Jesus. But the Bible says when they got to where they were going and the Lord pretended as if he wanted to continue, they said, please wait, eat with us. And as the Lord took the bread and blessed it and broke it, the Bible said their eyes were opened and the Lord disappeared. A meal can open your eyes. We are not talking of physical eye now. We are talking of spiritual eye. It was at a meal that the destiny of Peter was restored. John chapter 21, from verse 1 to 19. John 21, from verse 1 to 19. You know the story. The Lord has told Peter in Luke chapter 5, from verse 1 to 11. In Luke 5, from verse 1 to 11, the Lord had told him, Your destiny is to win souls. Not to fish for fish. But several things had happened. And now Paul, uh, Peter has said to his people, I go back fishing. I surrender. It's not as total as I thought. I'm going back to my old trade. The Bible said that night, he fished all night again and caught nothing. But to look back is to go back to your failure. But then the Lord appeared on the other side, on the beach, and cried to them, throw your nest this way, and you will catch. And they caught. Bible said as soon as they got to land, the Lord said, come and eat. It was at that meal that the Lord said to him, you denied me three times. Let me give you an opportunity three times for restoration. Do you love me more than this? Yes, I do. Feed my lamb. Love me, Peter. I love you. Feed my sheep. Do you love me? I love you. You know I love you. Okay, feed my sheep. Follow me. It was at a meal that his destiny was restored. But probably the greatest meal that is on the way, as we will read in Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, Revelation 2, 7, as well as Revelation 22, 14, Revelation 22, 14, is that when we get to heaven, after we have told the Lord how we overcame all the battles we fought, all the temptations we went through, all the harassments of the devil, when we, how, how grateful we are that we finally made it, the Lord will say, come and eat. 
and he will give to us of the tree of life. There's a meal coming. The meal of overcomers. The meal of the tree of life that Adam was not allowed to taste. From the tree of life. And it will be for those who overcome. Now why am I telling you all this? Why, why did I choose to talk particularly about this meal, this unforgettable meal of Elisha? The meal that says to his people, bye, not coming back. And you know, he never visited home again. You might not remember the meal you took before you got born again. You might not remember the meal you took before you got married, etc., etc. But I want to encourage you to prepare a meal today. Make it your meal of complete surrender, your meal of total dedication. Your meal that will say to the Almighty God, from now on, not only will it be forward ever for me with you, it's going to be the meal of higher ever. Not, not only will it be a meal that I am surrendering all to you, it's going to be a meal, Lord. This meal is going to signify, my Father, my God, that one day, by your grace and your grace alone, I'm going to dine with you in your kingdom. This meal is to signify to all the heavens that I'm going to be one of those who will eat of the tree of life. In conclusion, for those of you who are yet to be born again, in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, Revelation 3, verse 20, the Lord says, Behold, I stand at the door, and I knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door to me, I will come in to him, and I will dine with him. <laughs> what did he say he's going to do if you open the door of your heart to him? He spoke about eating. He will die with you. Surrendering your life to Jesus Christ means a lot, including the Lord being present at your dinner table. Ask those who are close to me, they will tell you that when I bless my food, my prayer is, after I've thanked him for the food, after I've asked him to bless the food, I will say, Join me as I eat. 
Dine with me, O Lord. And I have stories to tell about how he has accepted my invitation. <laughs> and I can tell you the reason why somebody like me can travel all over the world and eat all manners of meals pre prepared by people who I don't know and some of these people preparing the food, food are not, I'm not even sure they belong to God. And yet, I don't care. It doesn't matter what poison you put in my food, since the Lord is joining me. His hand touches the food, the poison will be neutralized. And so I can go with confidence. As soon as I bless the food and I invited the Lord to join me, I know all is well. And talking about some serious cooks <laughs> as I travel the world, I'm sure you probably heard me talk about one cook. And I have said it too. While we were there, I said, I don't like the face of this fellow cooking my food. But there's nothing I can do. God said, wherever you go, whatever they give you, that's what you should eat. And he proved herself. I was living in Australia. Going all the way, I think, uh, where were we going to land? Is it Dubai or something for another session? And she prepared the basket that was supposed to contain the food for the journey. Put still there and put no food. We're already two hours in the, in the flight before we realize there is no food here. I think she was saying, okay, if the poison can't catch you, hunger at least can. <laughs> when you give your life to Jesus Christ and you invite him in, it can neutralize every poison in your food. That's one of the advantages of him coming in to dine with you. Prepare a meal for yourself today and make it a special meal, a meal never to be forgotten. As for those of you who are not born again, he's knocking at your door. Open the door to him today, and he will join you from now on as you eat. Shall we bow our heads? Those of you who will want to surrender your life to Jesus, ah, here is knocking today, and open the door to him. Call on him and say, Father, I open the door of my heart to you. Come in. Come and dwell in me. Come and dine with me. Come and, co come and be part and parcel of every part of my life from now on. Call on him. And he will accept your invitation. Thank you, Father. And so, my Father and my God, I want to say thank you. Thank you again for your word. Thank you for revelation on age. And thank you for all these your children who have decided that now they want you to come in into their lives, to dine with them, to dwell in them. 
please receive them. Save their souls. Let your blood wash away their sins. Enter into their lives, Lord. Let them become part and parcel of your family. And from now on, even begin to dine with them. Let them know you have come in. And when they pray, please answer them by fire. As for all your children, Lord God Almighty, as they prepare that special meal today, please join them. And let that meal become a new beginning in every facet of their lives in Jesus' name. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.